This is Season 6, Episode 2 of Beyond the Illusion. In today's episode, we have a conversation with Benny Ferguson. Benny had a series of unusual life events which eventually led him to where he now helps other people on their path of self-discovery by working with a collective called Abraham. He also shares with us his perspective of what he calls the Law of Reflection. Before we go to that conversation with Benny and Abraham, which you will have the pleasure of meeting later in this episode, I'd like to share with you a snippet of the conversation which we feel will be a useful piece of knowledge to remember during these challenging times. So the most powerful thing that any individual can do is to begin to play in higher frequencies, higher tones. Use your imagination. Use the colors of the rainbow. Use an experience that you can remember that placed you in a high state of being. And know that as you play and practice, that you are training your body. You are training your body to this expression because every molecule knows, every atom knows, every particle knows, but you as that which is the guiding force to the organism, when you train it, to higher frequencies and higher tones, it will remember and it will become easier and easier for you to walk around in your life experience in that state of being. Now, let's go to that conversation with Benny Ferguson, Tiana Roser, and myself, Tim Howe. Yeah, so Benny, I was checking out your website and you know you have a little intro video to mm-hmm. to who you are and kind of what you do and how you got started with what you do to help people and uh, i was wondering if you could kind of share a little bit of that story with us oh wow let's see you know it goes back a, a good ways i feel like i've kind of been on this journey since i was small growing up i grew up with the, the christian idea uh, of religion uh, my family was really, I guess, deep in that. And uh, but even growing up as a as a to give a time frame, elementary school was. Uh, I always felt like there was something, or I didn't agree with certain things. Let me put it that way. And it's 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 interesting, you know, how we kind of write off kids sometimes and their ideas. And but it's it, actually they're often the most pure because they don't have they haven't been programmed yet. Uh, so I can remember ideas about love and what love was and and whether God was jealous or not and all of these things and how God views children if they haven't accepted a particular religion and it just it never set right with me also during that time elementary school I would have dreams that you know you would call nightmares but in those dreams I was always trying to run run from something that dream where you're trying to run and you can't really get going but you know something's behind you and I've had those, I had those for a long time that started in elementary school. And looking back now, you know, I wonder, well, I, was, I didn't have any frame of reference for, for it. So I was like, okay, I never turned around. I never turned around in my dream to, to, to look at it or to ask, you know, okay, what's going on? Is it somebody, you know, now I know that I was probably being contacted. I was probably kind of being urged along a certain way. It really came to a head probably in 2006. Uh, when I was uh, I was working in financial services, uh, fully licensed, 
uh, to do investments, insurance, and that type thing. And I was around people who were making a lot of money. Uh, the guy that was training me was making a lot of money. The guy that trained him, our national sales director, was making over 100000 a month. And I'm wondering, I'm not able to actually go out and make the sales, period. I knew everything I needed to know, but I wasn't able to do the business part uh, because of now, no fears and things inside of me. But I remember coming home one evening, one afternoon, and I was so upset with myself. I'm asking myself, you know, what's the problem? What's the matter with me? You know, that I can't do the things that I want to do, right? And I was crying. I was banging on the steering wheel. And shortly after that, I woke up one night after another dream, a fear-based dream. And I remember right before I woke up, I said I was tired of being afraid. And when I woke up, I was in a full-blown anger rage. And I was standing on the side of my bed, and my wife came around. She's asked me what was going on, what was the matter, calm down. And I had a spontaneous out-of-body experience where my view was 360 degrees. I could see my body in front of me. I could see my wife in front of my body trying to get me to calm down. And that's probably that's where it really started, right? Uh, so it, was, it felt like a long time. It was probably just maybe a, maybe a couple of seconds I was back in my body. After that experience, I went through about a two-week period of like, if you can imagine a person looking up in the sky, just like wondering what's going on <laughs> or what happened, you know. And, and then after that, you know, my question was, what control and power do I have in and over my life? And that's kind of guided me ever since then, as far as the information, how I've assimilated the information and knowledge that I've come in contact with. And it's boiled down to each of us as an individual. You know, we are source, source is us. We're not disconnected from source. Uh, that's the main thing. When you really get to understand that and you really start playing with that idea, it really hits into an individual's self-value and self-worth. Because if you can address that, there's nothing you can't do, right? If you feel worthy of having it, you can have it or you can do it. And once you start moving toward it, everything comes. Then the information you need comes, you run into the people, all those types of things. And then understanding how the mind works, that we can reprogram ourselves, that we can that we can train ourselves to be the person that we that has already created what we want to create. And so that one that one question that I had is kind of like I said, guided everything that's come to me because there's there's a lot of information out there when you start talking about spiritual and, and and metaphysics and all those things you can get you can go a lot of different directions and never really advance in your life you can have a lot of knowledge but never really move any direct move in your life but knowing being able to hone all of that information into knowing who you are and what you're capable of that's powerful so you channel entity or collective called Abraham, where mm -hmm. did that, where or when did that come into your journey? I saw the secret uh, and I really engulfed myself into understanding that I'll speak for myself. I don't know what most people, I think a lot of people that I knew of that watched the secret, that was pro that was about the end of it. Well, me being who I am, I got all of the names and everything of everybody that participated in that movie. I researched them. Everybody that had 
book list and all those things on the websites. I got all of their all of the books that they read and I read them. Bob Proctor, all of those guys. So that kind of helped me get going. But I watched, I was watching, you know, Esther and watching the videos and a lot, a lot, a lot, really taking it in. And I guess that I kind of just connected with them frequency wise. I uh, know they have communicated with me and told me that I have done this before. So I think that's why I say I go back to when I was a child having those dreams that I thought were nightmares. I think they were trying to, I wonder if I had been in the right space, if I had had a different level of understanding then, it's, I wonder if it's possible that I could have started then, you know? Everything but, and it's divine right, timing. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. And so, so you just started, um, so you delved into these teachings and then it happened, what, in meditation or something? You were meditating and you heard, or how did, how did you start to become aware that that's what was happening, that you were communicating with Abraham? That, that started happening about 2012, 2013. Now, my journey started with actually the religious teachings that I had. It started there, and then it kind of progressed out of it. When I first started, of course, I was looking there for the understanding because that's all I had. That one single, you know, Christianity was all I had. So I was looking there for the understanding, and I couldn't find it. And so I went to the other major religions of the world. I looked into the Tao. I looked into the Buddhism, Islam, Hinduism, the Bhagavad Gita. I read those, read all of those. And because I was looking for what happened to me. Uh, through those religions because that was my frame of reference instead of looking for what was wrong with each one of them I saw the parallels I saw what was in each one of them that was the same and so that was like wow look at this but of course nobody around me understood any of that uh, so I, I could see that and so when I first started writing and I was like I said I was writing from the religion because then when I came back to Christianity, and I specifically looked at the teachings of Jesus, and I could see, like I said, all of the parallels with all of these other religions and philosophies that I had uh, studied up until that time. So I was able to start writing from that perspective based on Jesus's teachings, and of course, and, and also in that I found teachings from like the, the Book of Thomas and different books that are not in the Bible that actually speak more closely to the, the, the spiritual side, which was, you know, and so in my writings, I became aware that I was writing words in my writings that I didn't know what they were. Right. And so I had to go look up the words. And when I looked up the words, I saw that they fit perfectly in, in what I was writing. So, okay, something else is, I'm not writing this. That was, I mean, and this, of course, this is after the out-of-body experience. And so I'm like, okay, I'm not writing this. Something else is going on. It's cool because it's very profound. That's where the writing started, where I actually knew what I was doing now. I look back now, and I realized that when I was in college, I would get all my material together to write a paper. And when I would sit down to try to write the paper to be early, I could never do it. But like the couple of days before or the night before, at 12, 1 o'clock in the morning, I would sit down and I would write the whole paper. The whole thing would come through. I was doing it then and didn't know it. I was being supported then and I didn't know it. 
But now, because I see can look back at what was happening, it was happening then. And one of the one of the ways I I know that also is that I there was a guy. He's not with us now, but he was an author, and I was reading about reading his biography. I think it was, and he said that he used to go. He'd had a room in his house, and he would go in his room and he would sit for two hours. And sometimes he would sit for two hours in nothing, and sometimes he would sit for two hours. And he would write the whole time. And when I read it, I, I knew exactly what was going on in that room. You know? Yeah. yeah, that's beautiful. I think a lot of times on our spiritual journey, that's how we, when we look back, we can start mm-hmm. to see the thread that is woven yes. throughout yes. all of our life experiences when we can see it from this higher expanded perspective. Mm-hmm. Could you maybe, so you, I think, uh, from my understanding, you, you focus a lot on law of attraction. And I, I'm guessing probably a lot of people that listen know what that is, but maybe some people don't. Could you maybe explain what law of attraction is and the way that you practice it? Well, the the law of attraction is basically says that, you know, energy attracts light energy. And when you say energy, we're talking about your specific energy signature. The frequencies that you're giving off are what get reflected back to you. I have kind of stopped so much saying the law of attraction, but the law of reflection, because the law of attraction sounds like, you know, with the secret and all of those, it was talking about the universe is doing this, the universe is out there and it's giving you based on what you give off. But actually, it's more specific than that. The frequencies that we are giving off is what is reflected in the mirror of our experience. So as it feels to me like the law of reflection is more true than the law of attraction because there's nothing outside of us. There's nothing outside of us. The things that show up are collaborative components of our experience based on what we're expressing. And those humans, individuals that show up in our experience, we're collaborative components of what they're expressing. So it's more so reflection than attraction. Now, the part of Abraham that's being communicated through Esther, uh, I mentioned one time before that in another interview, and this is what they told me. They got everyone's attention with the law of attraction and talking about manifestation and being able to manifest the different things in your life. That's how they got everybody's attention because humanity is focused on the things, right? Now, through me, they're more focused on communicating that we are source and to focus on your frequencies and the tones that you are expressing first. And once you begin to practice and play in higher frequencies and higher tones, when you insert your desire into that, you're more close in alignment with it because the birthing frequencies of your desire, they're very similar to exhilaration. You think of a new idea and it feels good. Man, the idea feels good. I can see it. I I, I know that I'm supposed to do it. I'm inspired to do it. That feeling is very similar to the feeling of going over the crest of a roller coaster. They're very similar. Right. So when you're playing and higher for you, training your body and you're practicing in your meditations just to express and feel higher frequencies, higher tones, when you're connecting with the just the colors of the rainbow and really get into that pure vibration of each color. When you're lifting those frequencies and those tones and you're expressing them and then you insert your desires or your intentions into those you're already in alignment because you focused on getting yourself in the frequency first. 
that's a fantastic answer. That makes a lot of sense too, when you think about it. And, you know, I was just wondering, you know, once you became aware of all these things that you're talking about now, you know, and the, the information that you were channeling through Abraham, once you started to put that into practice into your life, did you notice a big change in the types of experiences you were having and the people that were coming into your life at that point? You know, what's interesting is that it, it really shines a light on the resistance that we have, the programming, because when you just purely start working with energy and how you feel, it's immediate. You know, we're programmed that, that manifestation or, or creating the life that we want or any experience is going to take a while. And then a lot of times it does because it, your ideas have a, a gestation process, a gestation, gestation time frame. But when you're just working on your frequency, your tone, the energy that you're expressing, it's immediate. Like when you come in contact with a family member, maybe walking around the same house, if you step out and you're in low vibration where you immediately affect that person, you immediately if are affecting the experience that you're, that you're going to have. But now if you are able to stop and you feel yourself in a low vibration and you shift yourself, you start thinking about the beach or, or the mountains or, or a location that makes you feel good or an experience that makes you feel good and you shift your vibration and you go and interact with that person where you're going to have a completely different experience. And we're talking about with any, we're talking about with strangers, the frequency that you give off, it affects immediately, all right? And so that's one of the first things that I saw. And, you know, also when you start playing with different frequencies, different frequencies of expression than is your normal, it starts flushing out lower frequency ideas that you're carrying, you're programming, and that it really starts coming up because it, they conflict with each other. You know, lower, lower frequencies carry certain ideas, higher frequencies, they're different, right? And so when you start doing that, because the ideas are different, your stuff starts coming up and then you need to know how to start dealing with that, how to work with those ideas and start supporting that transition if you, if you really start working with your own energy signature. Yeah, I really want to talk about that. And I absolutely believe in these concepts, but also I've seen, you know, since The Secret, I've seen it also create a bunch of, of and some of these people come as clients and we have to work through this, people who are spiritually bypassing and um, good, you know, <laughs> people who listen to the podcast hear me always talk about this, the good vibes only tribe, you know, people who are like, oh, oh, not, you know, you know, oh, you've got negative energy, not in my, you know, right. can't be my vibration or whatever. And so, you know, and I, I have a way, you know, that I believe is good to approach that. But I'd love to hear from you just what you're mm -hmm. talking about. So mm -hmm. when it's absolutely been my experience too, that the higher and higher frequencies that I embody, it does bring up those lower things. And so this sometimes people think like, oh, no, this law of attraction means that I'm supposed to feel good all the time. And so <laughs> oh, if I'm if I'm sad, or I'm angry, or I'm anxious, then something is wrong. But you know, we, we're here on this planet of duality and polarity. And it's part of what we came into experience. So yeah, so what was your process for when those different higher and lower frequencies come in, whether it was coming in through yourself or also through our experience, I think, because particularly right now, 
we are dealing with so much um, polarity mm-hmm. and it would be helpful for people to have maybe a, a positive way forward for that. Mm-hmm. Let's see, because a lot of the things that I do now and I, and I have, I, I, I talk about it, but I haven't really started people that I have worked with one-on-one creating the process have seen success. And as far as working with their ideas, uh, I haven't really started teaching that per se uh, with the within the groups uh, that I have. But it's kind of, you know, over time, I've listened to other channels talk about how to release uh, limiting beliefs. And and I have studied on the neuroplasticity of the mind that you can change it, that your mind, your, your brain has basically unlimited amount of bandwidth uh, as far as the neurons and your synapses and its ability to create new new pathways of thinking that equal different behaviors. And there's so much stuff out there. And I, I remember going through so well, I read a book, The Tao of Quantum Mechanics or something like that, but it was talking about a whole bunch of stuff that I don't even, I'm not even sure how I understood it, but I did at the time. Simply, one of the things that to understand is that when you're in meditation, you have to get yourself relaxed to the point that you're able to communicate directly to the unconscious regions of your mind. And you basically, if you practice meditation, you're doing it. Simply, how you feel right before you fall asleep and right when you wake up in the morning, you're in that place uh, where you can communicate directly to the to your subconscious mind if you if that's the word people are used to. And once you understand that space and you're practicing, get into that space. And it's a practice. Practice and get into that space. You can get to the point where you can do it quickly. Like I can do it walking around. I can do it in the car. I don't recommend it, but, you know, I can do it quickly now because practicing. But you can practice, get into that space when you feel that you have resistance to something. Uh, resistance meaning that you have an idea that's conflicting with who you're intending to be, whether it's in your relation, a relationship at work, marriage, resistance to the idea of abundance and wealth. A lot of times you can feel that stuff come up inside your body or you can just be aware of conflicting thoughts. And so when you become aware of an idea that is in conflict with what you really want, hold on to that idea. When you get to a place where you can be still in meditation and get yourself into that that place where you can feel that you know it's that place of right before you fall asleep or right when you wake up in the morning so that you can communicate directly to your subconscious mind you can ask your mind because your mind the subconscious regions of the mind and your imagination together it's not a one-way street your imagination is a is a two-way window and the, image, the images that you see in your mind, if you ask the question of your mind, it will give you images. And when you, if you've practiced meditation long enough, you can become aware that there's spaces where you're not thinking. There's no thought there. And if you ask a question, your imagination will give you images. And you can play with it. So in your meditation, when you get to that space and you say, what ideas do I have that are resisting abundance? that are resisting wealth or that is in conflict with the types of relationships I want to have. Your imagination will give you images based on that. And then you can communicate to your mind to release those. That's not as simple as I would like it to be. 
I didn't communicate that as simple as I would like it to be. But when you really start looking into it, it's not as complex as most people think it is. Uh, but meditation is the start, being able to get to that place to where you're able to communicate directly to your subconscious mind. And then knowing that your imagination, the imagery that you can see in your mind is a two-way window of your inner being communicating to you. And then it's, from there, it's basically just ask the question, what is resisting what I want that's inside of me? And then ask your mind, what's the best way for me to release? And it'll communicate back to you. Yeah, my simple answer for, <laughs> for the question that I asked, because I deal with this a lot with, you know, because I'm a hypnotherapist. The, when you said the word resistance, I feel like in that is the key to the answer mm-hmm. is acceptance. Yes. That part that's resisting, yes. when we show up and we love and accept, if I'm feeling angry or annoyed right now, if I, if greater me will show up and give love to the part of me that's angry or annoyed, what happens instead of resisting it, resisting mm-hmm. it keeps it stuck, that love and acceptance that it's okay to feel angry, it's okay to feel annoyed, that love actually shifts it. It transforms it, the love and the compassion and the empathy for all the parts of myself. And then, of course, for others in the same way, it actually shifts it. Yeah. And I guess that's where I've seen the block with some people with law of attraction was that they're resisting. They're like, oh, no, not supposed to feel that. Oh, no, bad. You know, and uh, when they did in, in that resistance, they keep it, you know, everything stuck. But in the acceptance, like, oh, it's it's human to feel that and then to love, feel compassion for the part of us that's feeling low. Mm-hmm. Actually, that love and compassion transforms that part and raises it into a higher vibration. Mm-hmm. A very simplistic answer, you know, yeah. easier to yeah. say than it is always to do. And yeah. I like, um, yeah. you know, I don't know if you've heard Matt Kahn whatever arises, love that, that book. Just even if you never read the book, I always say like, just the title, whatever arises, love that. That, right. that is a law of attraction really, um, right. because anything that's coming up, if you love it, then it shifts into a positive vibration and then, and then you are a better manifester. Right. I, wanna, I have another question too that's kind uh-huh. of burning in my mind as well about that because because um, it's it's coming from my own professional experience as well. Mm-hmm. It's sometimes people come and want something, you know, say they want this through hypnosis, something that might not be in their highest good. And even though we're all source consciousness, there it's all different layers, right? We have our subpersonality self, or and our you know personality self, and then we have our soul self, and, mm-hmm. and, and even beyond. Mm-hmm. And so that's another reservation that I have about law of attraction. That I would love to hear maybe with law of reflection, if if you practice mm-hmm. it a little bit differently, mm-hmm. that. So some people very took the the law of attraction stuff very simplistically, you know, and like, oh, I want a million dollars or something. But maybe maybe their soul, maybe they came in another lifetime, they were very greedy and abused. Mm-hmm. And when they had a lot of money, they used it for harm. And so maybe in this lifetime, their soul has come in wanting them to really learn humility and some other things. And so maybe it's not in their highest good in this lifetime. If they were to have a lot of money again, they would just abuse it again. And so I feel like sometimes 
things can manifest for us quickly. And other times, because it's it's not always in our highest good, it doesn't always happen that way, not because we're not source, or but because we're source and on a higher, deeper level that that person might not be aware of, there's a reason why that's not in their highest good. And so is there a refining process when you're working with somebody for when they, they're like, this is what I want. Is there a way that you you help them to refine it to make sure it's kind of the highest reflection of the essence of what they really need or, or would be in their highest good? What I have come in contact with recently, and this is actually, you know, for myself, and what is being communicated through me is that the specificity of an idea. And I'm kind of thinking about everything that you asked at the same time right now. Uh, the first thing was being really specific when a person comes or they want something a lot of times it's something that has bubbled up inside of them as kind of an inspiration and they're saying they want this but they and they try to get real specific but they say that you know you have an intention but allow room for what you were saying for your inner being your inner self to to give you that which is of your highest good now, you can narrow it down because, again, we are source and we are capable of choosing, especially when someone becomes conscious and they understand the laws that are in place and they understand that they're connected. They understand that the energies that they're expressing are being reflected. So now if I place myself in alignment with something that's great or something that's not so great, it doesn't matter because source doesn't differentiate between the two. We're here for experience and we're creating whether we know we are or not. But once you know you are, have an intent. If you have an intention, when you have an intention, don't worry about narrowing it down so specifically because once you have that intention, like I want to have a beautiful relationship, leave it open for source to bring things together in the highest fashion for you because it, it knows, your inner being knows even more so than you will know, you know, as we walk around physically and try to use our experiences as contracts. It already knows. So you set your intention, you set your frequency and align with the idea and allow and, and allow it. And that way, in doing that, you're not offering resistance to it. And again, you don't know what you don't know what's going to show up, but you know that it's going to be the best for you. All right. So I think that kind of lines up with what you're saying. It knows more so than we know, because it's viewing our our entire life from a different perspective, from a different vantage point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I. that's a great answer. And, and it's a great question, too. It's so multifaceted because, yes. you know, when someone wants something or they think they want something, there's so many parts to that. Like, you know, like Tiana was saying, is that in my highest good, in, the, in, in my best interest to want that or to, to go for that or to put my energy towards something like that? And then there's also this question of like, is it really what I want? Like you were saying, Benny, you know, is that really the intention behind that desire? And then there's this other part too, that I think people should also think about when they go through this process of trying to manifest something into their life is asking themselves the question, is that what I want? Or is that what society says I should want? Or is that what everybody else wants? So I'm just kind of like going along with what the norm is, you know? Right, and, I was just thinking that, yeah. Yeah, so 
Like, and I don't think a lot of people go through that process in, in a real honest way with themselves, you know, because that's, that's not something simple. You know, you really have to, to come to terms with yourself and, and where your life is and where you want it to go to get a really clear picture of how you want your life to look, you know, and so maybe a million dollars might make it look that way, but maybe it doesn't, you know, maybe it doesn't even matter at some point. Cause you know, I've even heard stories of people where before they had money, they lived a certain way. Like, like a person bought a little piece of land. They moved, they came to the United States and they, they worked and they earned some money and they bought a little piece of land and they bought, they made themselves a home on there, a real modest home. And then they made their parents a, a home on the same land and so they could be together right and then later on they became extremely successful and they had a a ton of money and what did they do they bought a bigger piece of land and they did the exact same thing they put a bigger house for themselves and they put a bigger house for their parents so that they could continue to live that life and at the end they were like yeah it kind of didn't matter you know how much money we had what really mattered is that we wanted to be to live this life together and so that's why I say, you know, it's important to go through that process of understanding what it is you really, really want, because maybe you already have it and maybe it's something else that you're looking for, you know? So Right. One of the things that I talk about also and that has come through is is the idea of becoming. Because the truth is it's not so much about any man, any particular manifestation that a person wants to create. It's about the person that you become in between the manifestation, because we're here for experience. We're here to create experience. And you guys know that though our experiences all get logged away and we have our life review when it's over and then we decide what happens next. So we're here for experience. And becoming is in between the experiences because we have a desire when a person manifests it or they accomplish that desire, there's always a next. Right. There's always a next. And if you think about a person climbing a mountain, okay, I want to climb that mountain. I'm inspired to climb this mountain. As you climb the mountain toward a particular experience or manifestation that you want to have, what happens when you start getting to the top where you see the next peak? And if you're inspired to go over here to the next peak, you continue to climb. And so we're always becoming. And that's the point. The point is who we're becoming in between manifestations. Yeah, wonderful. And would you be able to channel Abraham a a little bit for us? Oh, great. You know, one of the funny things is that often, you know, I can feel what I perceive the communication coming from this way. And sometimes they start talking before time and I'm like, Mm -hmm. wait a minute. (laughs) 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 So, yeah, they've they've been geared up and, and, and ready for a while. Oh, great. Okay. Yeah, thanks. All right. Tim, Tiana, awesome to be here. Welcome. Yes, yes, yes. We know that everything's going well for you. You have questions. Yeah, we always have questions. <laughs> Tim, did you have? Did you want to start? My question is, you know, if if someone it has a desire in their life and they're having these these conflicts, like you mentioned earlier, where you know there's a part of you 
that believes a certain thing, and then there's another part of you that wants the opposite of that belief. And my question is like, how do we resolve that in our in our own minds? Like, what's the the best way to go about resolving that conflict in our mind? The highest way to begin resolving conflict in the mind is to realize that you are not your mind. You have a mind. You have a body. You are that which is capable of perceiving the ideas within the mind. And when you begin to view yourself from that perspective, you quickly begin to see the the conflict between an intention or desire and the person that you are being in any present moment. All resistance, all conflict exists within the mind. It does not exist beyond the mind. For you that are source energy, which is each one of you, which is all things, you are source energy. You are connected. For a brief period of time on your planet, you have a body. You have a mind, a powerful vessel, a powerful tool to utilizing, creating, manifesting the life experiences that you desire once you become conscious. But whether you're conscious or not, you are creating. So the understanding is that for those of you listening that are conscious that you are creating, you must know that you have a body, you have a mind, you are that which is capable of perceiving the activities that are occurring inside the mind and the body, which are the creative process. The creative process is emotion inside of each human being and you are inserting the material that is being reflected back to you as your experience. Your inner being is offering suggestion, is offering guidance through its inspirations, and each one of you know what that feels like. Your inner being is offering guidance through your inspirations as to a potential direction for you to go, which may be more in alignment with the the plan that you set forth before you came into your physical body, but you do not have to follow. Many follow, many do not. For many, their programming does not allow them to follow. But for each of you who are conscious, be aware of your inspirations, be aware of your guidance, be aware of the resistance that shows up within the mind and the body to that guidance and know that as you play in higher frequencies and higher tones as you elevate yourself in the energies that you express that over time those energies will flush out lower vibrational lower frequency ideas over time it doesn't happen instantaneously but over time higher frequencies and tones, the solution doesn't come from the same frequency on which the problem was created. And it's the same for your ideas. Now, right now, you may carry an idea that doesn't allow wealth and abundance in, that doesn't allow higher experience in relationship. As you begin to play in higher the expression of higher frequencies and higher tones where your relationships will begin to align with the frequencies you are expressing. 
the abundance that you experience in your life will begin to align with the frequency that you express. Because each of your experiences now are in alignment with the frequencies that you are expressing. Does that make sense? Yes, thank you. I have a question about, you know, obviously the times that we're living in are, are quite unstable and chaotic. There's quite a lot going on. And what is the right balance, you know, as far as being in the world, but not of it? Sometimes people law of attraction uh, totally sort of put their head in the sand and they say, ah, oh, not in my reality. And, and they unplug from what's going on in the world. And then, of course, there's people the other way that get totally swayed by lots of negativity and drama. What's the right balance of being in, in, on the planet and engaging in the world around us, which is, is highly volatile at this time, while also wanting to maintain in a higher frequency as a conscious creator? The last thing that you said is the most important. That no matter what is going on in your family, in your community, your city, your state, your country, your world, you are a conscious creator. And what does that mean? As a conscious creator, you are responsible for the frequencies and the tones that you are expressing. You are responsible for the activities occurring inside your mind and your body. You are responsible for the material that is sewn into the creative process that gets reflected back to you as experience. As a conscious creator, that which you are being shines brightly, not just throughout your world, but throughout all planes of existence. You have to understand that there's a bigger game being played of which you are part of. Every frequency, every tone that you express ripples beyond your life, beyond your world, into other planes and are experienced by others, are touched. They are touched. So when you look out on, in your world and you look at the chaos that seems to be happening as a result of the energy shifts, each one of you that is conscious, that is on the path of mastering your state of being, is impacting, is solidifying, is calming, is coating globally your world in the frequencies and the tones that you are expressing. Your individual experience, no matter what it looks like, which is why you don't play that game. Selfishly, you don't play that game. You see what's happening in your world. You know that this is the experience for many, but it does not stop or change the fact that you are consciously creating your reality. And the more individuals who know that they are consciously creating their reality through their frequencies, through their tones, through their ideas that they are placing their attention and their focus on, the more people that are doing that the higher the impact, the greater the impact that will be seen globally. 
the messages that you are offering through your platform have a much wider impact than you can even imagine. The mere fact that the conversations are being had, each individual that hears these conversations physically and energetically, it's impact, the ripple effect, coach your planet and beyond. This is why it is important, imperative, that even though with your physical senses you observe experiences around your planet that aren't that great, that may be labeled as negative, you still must remember that it is an energy game. It's an energy game that's being played. Your planet shifting is an energy shift. Each individual is playing an energy game. The energies that you express are being reflected back to you. The energies that you express are touching the collaborative components that appear in your experience. And by being a conscious creator and choosing that which you will express, then those that you come in contact with, they don't sway you. You impact them and the ripple effect through them can quickly span your planet creating a world of which you have designed not one that is happening at random does that make sense yes thank you that's a very empowering answer i appreciate that mm-hmm. and actually answered what would have been my next question because i was wondering what you had to say about us, you know, as a group, as, as a planet. And, uh, you pretty much answered that question. So thank you. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Abraham, do you just have any, anything else that you'd like to say, you know, before we wrap up, maybe just any message that, you know, would be helpful for, for people on the planet right now that are listening? The most impactful thing that we can offer at this moment is is kind of a repeat of what we have already discussed. It is so important. It is so magical. The magic of your experience is housed in your energy signature. The magic of your experience is housed in your energy signature, not in any particular manifestation that you desire not in any particular experience that you desire, but in your energy signature. The frequencies, the tones that you express, they are the foundation of your experience. They coat your experience. Just as the the pouring of your, the pouring of your syrup onto a pancake coats it, covers it flows all around it, under it. Your energy signature, that is what it does to your life experience. And this is happening whether you have an intention or not, whether you have a desire or not, whether you have a specific idea that you would like to create or not. So the most 
powerful thing that any individual can do is to begin to play in higher frequencies, higher tones. Use your imagination. Use the colors of the rainbow. Use an experience that you can remember that placed you in a high state of being. And know that as you play and practice, that you are training your body. You are training your body to this expression because every molecule knows. Every atom knows. Every particle knows. But you as that which is the guiding force to the organism, when you train it to higher frequencies and higher tones, it will remember and it will become easier and easier for you to walk around in your life experience in that state of being. Imagine, we think Benny mentioned it earlier about the, the roller coaster, coming over the crest of the roller coaster, and that exhilaration, that almost breathtaking feeling, the energy, the, the feel of the energy that surges through the body. Imagine what your life experience would be like if you were expressing that, if your expression of that type of energy was the norm. Was your normal? The sickness and dis-ease go with that level expression of energy. Does lack and poverty align with that level expression of energy? Does broken relationship? Anyone that hears this transmission, just think about that for a moment and see if they go together. Begin to play with the frequencies and the tones and watch what begins to appear in your life experience and how it feels to you. This is what we would offer. We are thankful for the opportunity to share with you on this platform. We are thankful for each of you who are listening, who are offering fertile ground for these transmissions. We are here for you. You do not have to wait for any particular channel, any particular individual who is able to connect each of you can connect you must merely be still set yourself in a higher tone and become aware of the subtle communication of thoughts that are not your own we are thankful for being here and know that we love you immensely thank you thank you abraham and as as Abraham spoke, I really could feel the joy, the, the vibration of that very much energetically, the vibration of love and joy. I like the word transmission that was used because it is, it's an energy transmission that people can receive um, when you connect to Abraham. So thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah I agree. That was, that was wonderful. Thank you. And uh, yeah, our, it looks like our time is is up. And you know, I just want to say thank you very much to to you, Benny, and to Abraham. Thank you. And um, you know, if, yeah. And you know, if you have anywhere online where people can reach you and contact you if they want to get in touch with you, you can just go ahead and let them know now. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Let's see. First, I have a training I call I Am the Discourse that I asked Abraham to produce. It's a, a 30 minute training and it really hits to. It's like a foundational message and it really hits to who each of us are 
and what we're capable of. And you can find that at IamTheDiscourse.com. Uh, again, it's a free training there. It comes with the cheat sheet. And you also, when you when you get that, you also registered for the, the monthly introduction channeling workshop that is offered. Also have a Facebook group. The Facebook group is titled You Are Source, You Are Creating, where I choose a video that I put out and I put it up there weekly. And it's up for the group has communication around that particular video. And the reason for that is that the more we communicate and talk about our experiences and the ideas that we are inspired through the teachings, the more you solidify it inside of yourself. So I'm promoting the conversation around those videos. Each month with that group, we have a, a monthly question and answer, a session. And anyone who wants to connect with Abraham, abrahamoneonone.com, you can go there. You can find testimonials. There is a short presentation that I offer talking about the benefits of connecting with Abraham. And there you can, you have two choices. You can connect with Abraham. You can choose to, to invest and speak with Abraham directly for our session, or you can choose the option where you can have a 20 minute introduction with me and be able to ask Abraham a single question. If you're not sure about how it goes or the one-on-one -on -one session, but yeah, those three ways are ways to connect and really get solidified. in, like I said, the understanding of who you are, it really begins to affect your any resistance that you have to anything that you want to create, just knowing who you are. And again, being able, starting to practice and, and play with the higher frequencies, the higher tones, it changes everything. Yeah, thank you so much. Thanks for the energy that you brought through today. And yep. I hope you have a great rest of your day. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. And I want to say thank you guys for what you guys are doing. Um, I listened to some of your some of your podcasts and they were powerful and, and I got a lot out of them and I'm sure the people that listen, just getting the information out there is powerful. It's hard to fathom just the smallest piece of information that a person can get, how big of an impact it can have on their lives. So thank you guys for what you're doing. Oh, thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Beyond the Illusion. I'd like to say thank you very much to Benny Ferguson and Abraham for taking the time to talk with us and for sharing their gifts and knowledge with us. If you'd like to learn more about Benny or contact him for a session, you can go to one of the following places. IamTheDiscourse.com You Are Source, You Are Creating Facebook group and AbrahamOneOnOne.com and before we go, I'd like to thank Tiana Roser for all the work she does to keep this podcast running smoothly, and to Casey Henson for providing the music. And lastly, if you're enjoying this podcast, remember to subscribe, and please leave a rating for us. This is what helps other people find us. Thank you, and take care.